2: The following encore presentation of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze is a favorite from our archives. Hope you enjoy this second helping. It's great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We have a berry celebration on the show, fresh berries, How to do entrees and desserts that make entertaining so fun. We're going to do it the easy way. We're going to give you traditional recipes that are absolutely fantastic. My treasured food buddies are here. Senior contributors Chris Prosperi and Alex Province. And senior producer, Robin doyen Aiken. Hey, everybody. Hey there. Hey. It's berry season, so let's I let's get going. Berries. We've got cartons of blueberries. Great year for blueberries, oh right, God. Chris?
0: I think Alex and I can actually eat this entire pint of blueberries in the next five minutes. Yes, we're halfway the- through. <laughs> we're already they halfway through, <laughs> <laughs> and the show just started. the blueberries
2: across the room, Here, and so can- <laughs> I, I don't get to have them right now. But we just had the most incredible—we were thinking, what could we have? Uh, For what we do, we have a meal before the show where we're testing (laughs) Mm. out what the cookbook does. This time it was up to Chris to do anything he wanted, not even in the cookbook we're going to feature, which is called Pure Delicious. This is somebody who has kids with sensitive allergies, and she's using berries and a number of her desserts, and they're really, really good. So, Chris, you chose to do waffles for us, and oh, my God, we have the recipe online at yeah. foodschmooze.org, and it is crispy. They were the it's best
1: waffles I've ever had. Ever, I'm, It had like a
0: crust, so you get the crispy part, but inside it was like a cloud. Yeah, they're so and good. And
2: they're not hard to make.
0: No, they're not. All right, A go couple ahead. cups of flour, put it in a bowl. You put in a pinch of sugar, a pinch of salt, some baking powder. That gives it part of what gives it the rise. And then a couple eggs, but you separate the eggs. The egg yolks go in with the flour and some milk. And then you mix all that together until you get a nice wet batter. You take the egg whites, whip them till they're firm peak. And I do that in a little KitchenAid. And then you just fold it together. And it's not like the folding where you have to worry. I just mix it real quick and then that's it. It's done.
2: With a fork or a whisk or anything? Yeah, fork, a spoon, a
0: whisk. And then I – because it's berries, I took some fresh blueberries. I put them in a saute pan with a little butter to just wilt them down and I chucked Mm. them in there and folded them in.
2: You put those in the batter. Yeah. They, ro- oh, they they are. rose yeah. Right? they are yeah. so delicious and yep. then you served each of us a waffle yep. which was crispy on the outside with a dollop of fresh mm. whipped cream yeah. and, a and sauce. then a, a sauce of blueberries and we have that recipe yeah, and it, too and that's
0: just blueberries and a little maple syrup that's the it? teeniest little bit of maple syrup because you don't need much because these oh, are so sweet that's, that's right
2: the be- really? I, Alex I agree right? it's oh, the my best God. waffles oh and I've a pat of had.
0: butter don't yeah, forget was gonna the pat say, of butter every- when,
2: when you serve them right? <laughs> right after
0: as soon as they come out of the waffle maker I put the pat of butter on them and let them sit. And then you make more and then by the oh. time you serve it, they're still warm but the butter's melted into them. Good. It's
2: honestly, yeah. so and do, unbelievable. And a little bit of
0: fresh maple syrup over the top.
2: And I saw Alex oh. do this so I copied him. You had the dollop of whipped cream yeah. in the center and then the blueberry compote. I don't yeah. know if you did this, Robin. I saw Alex take his knife And smear that all over the top of corner to corner of the the wall. Maybe I was
1: following Robin.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was telling Alex that I was looking for the perfect bite and the perfect bite on Chris's Waffles was going to be toward the center of the waffle yeah. where it had the perfect proportion of cream, butter. compote, butter, and syrup. It's
2: unbelievable. So if you're a gluten-free person, we mm-hmm. all have lots of gluten-free friends now. Chris used in the batter not traditional flour flour. Mm-hmm. But the woman we've had on the show, who jovial. jovial Foods, who does einkorn, which is an ancient wheat that has not been manipulated yeah. in strange ways and seems to be, yeah,
0: people, not by
2: celiacs, yeah. no, 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 but by people who are gluten sensitive, seems to be tolerated yeah. quite well. Changing
0: their lives, a lot of people, right?
2: There was something yeah. rustic about yeah. these waffles that I love. They yeah. had a sturdiness in there, even though they were light. Yeah. Yeah. Body. They body. had body. I and
0: that's you. the key. Get a good waffle iron. These are the thicker ones, the Belgium style. So they're a little bit <laughs> Do thicker. Do I have to them?
2: buy another appliance? I, Please don't. No, but
0: more out. butter. I, I just like that style of waffle better because it holds oh, – say it yeah. again, Alex. Yeah, it holds, it, it holds, more holds more butter. Holds more well, it
2: holds butter. <laughs> more a- anything. <laughs> right? I
0: Not that the other waffles aren't good, but if you like that sturdiness, that crunchiness oh. because it crisps into the edges, God. right? Oh,
2: oh, my God. God. It's
0: the, It's the
2: crisping in that little tower, those little towers <laughs> that really gets me. Oh, anyway, on our food site right now, Food Schmooze o r g Schmooze is spelled like school. S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E. Foodschmooze.org. Okay, let's come back to berries in general. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to our cookbook, Pure Delicious. Heather Christo is going to join us a little bit later in the show, and you're going to hear how to use berries in entrees and how to use berries in desserts, as we're talking about right now. Although the waffle is some kind of cross between
3: <laughs> <laughs> entree
2: and dessert.
3: The thing that makes it a dessert is when you put a little ice cream on top. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could do it with sausage. You could do it Mm -hmm. with bacon, peanut butter. Chris, you've done at uh, Metro Beast, your restaurant, you've done chicken and waffles. Oh,
0: yeah. That's like a classic combination, right? Maybe not with blueberries, but boy, are they good. So what's the idea behind that? I don't know. It's just a classic southern way of eating fried chicken.
2: All right. So here is, I was talking with my girlfriend, Amy Gross, and she said, I have an idea for berries. And we were driving in the car and I said, let's hear it. And so she said, I think we could do a key lime pie. So we haven't made this yet. I'm going to tell you what I plan to do.
1: Good start. And then
2: Amy's idea was after making the filling to then strew fresh blueberries across the top in the dollop of whipped cream huh. or if not doing the whipped cream because she's a very <laughs> sensible eater she would put you know no whipped cream but she would just use that key lime kind of mm. custard stuff and mm. then put her blueberries in there it's a great right idea. in the custard you like that i like that idea so yeah. here's what i'm going to do i said listen if we've got a lot of gluten-free friends i'm going to take ginger snaps and butter and mm-hmm. crush them all up, gluten-free Free ginger, ginger snaps. So yeah. the My company mm-hmm. makes good ones. Crush them up, the melted butter, and then press that into a pie plate. Bake it off. Right, Chris? Yep. Then make the key lime. I'm, we're going to use Manhattan brand key lime juice.
0: And you can find that in supermarkets
2: now. Yeah, but wow. Manhattan brand mm-hmm. is said to be the best. Agreed. So we're going to do that. It's in supermarkets, yes. And if you try and squeeze your own key lime, <laughs> Forget it. you will be on Social Security. By the time you
0: finish, literally one, <laughs> one half a teaspoon per lime. It's just <laughs> it's like crazy. It's, like, oh, wow. it's so, like juicing a marble.
2: <laughs> so And then I will put whipped cream on my half of the pie. Amy will not. And then the blueberries are either going to be in her custard or they're going to be on the top.
0: I like the idea of fresh on top. You do, right like on top. The, yeah, just dot them on top and then oh. maybe On top even, of the whipped cream, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or <laughs> okay. no, on top of the key lime. You could even <laughs> okay. just take a mixture of like a blueberry jam and heat it up on the stove with a little bit of simple syrup and then just brush that over the top.
1: See, I'm thinking – so key lime so has, a nice that good idea. has that beautiful green color and yeah. then purple of the blueberries. Yeah. What pretty. color does that make?
0: <laughs> oh, if you mix them together. Yeah. Ooh, we'd have to see. I think purple would win though. I think, I think it, it would look Blueberry. blueberry takes over the color of just about anything you mix it in.
1: So I'm thinking you take a blueberry, cut it in half, yeah. and then you mix it in and then you, you know, try to come up, make it pretty.
2: So we all know that we can do complicated recipes, do things from scratch. We're going to get to some of that later on in the show. But I'm interested always in how to do these fast Desserts with fresh ingredients. So berries are the perfect thing for this. So let's kind of brainstorm about things that we could do. Somebody said to me last night, Amy Bloom, she said, Well, blinces. Sure. Ooh. And here's why she said it. I thought, What if you took those? Pre-cooked lasagna sheets that come – they also come gluten-free, by the way. You can get them at Whole Foods and some other places. Cut them in triangles or half circles and make a blueberry filling and press them together – Put in the blueberry filling and then maybe fry it in a skillet with butter and you've got a hand pie. So I asked Chris to test this idea out for me. And what happened, Chris?
0: I failed. Well, Well, you didn't fail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know what? I didn't try the blintz idea. And I kind of like that. Well then, Amy Bloom said to me, "You're describing a blintz." Yeah. See, I tried to seal it with egg and make like a pocket.
3: Yeah, that's what I I thought. Yeah,
0: but what she's talking about is just rolling it up, almost like an egg roll. So I'm thinking like a dumpling. Yeah, and then you use a dumpling wrapper. You'd be able to fry it, then you gently. fry it in butter. Yeah, yes. I think I think we're onto something. I think we have to try Could we that. Try it. Yeah, I think we have to try that because, like I said, I was trying to glue it together with egg and you know get it to hold yeah, together. And then I tried, that's what we talked yeah, about. And, and, but I love the blintz idea because that's basically rolling it like an egg roll. And would you tuck it in? so yeah, that Yeah, yeah. You would tuck it in so it, the stuff wouldn't come out the end.
2: And then you gently heat it, you know, fry it so that yeah. it got a golden brown mm. on the outside on all sides, yeah. and that would then heat the inside
0: just enough yeah, see we needed would amy it? in our little right in our little uh, in our little meeting <laughs> we needed amy to give us that one little hint and that would have got us you need a dipping sauce Oh, yeah, and then a dipping sauce, (laughs) maple syrup. So, we could
2: use these pre cooked lasagna sheets that are gluten free. Yeah, you could. For the gluten free people. Yeah. And and otherwise, you you could could use um,
0: regular cooked lasagna sheets that you get in the supermarket. Or, like I say, the dumpling wrappers. Or dumpling wrapper, sure.
2: So, that's one thing. Does anybody have an idea, Robin, you might, on doing a really rustic tart? You know, what the Italians would call, is it crostata? Where you do just the most basic mm-hmm. dough, throw the dough, you make it quick, you throw it on a sheet, and then put your fresh fruit, maybe an apricot, Jacques Pepin does this too in his Fast Food My Way, an apricot glaze or some kind of jam with the fresh fruit and just throw that thing in the oven and it's very free form and rustic. Anybody have an idea on how yeah. to do that?
0: I have one that okay. I do all the time that's really simple. I take English muffins. I... Pull them apart with a fork. I take a little cinnamon and sugar mixed together, and I put that on top of it with some butter. Oh. And I toast that in the oven first, just to get it a little brown. And then I no th- butter, no butter, no butter, what do you mean, no butter. Yes, butter, butter, butter. Your but- yeah. lots of butter, <laughs> lots of butter. <laughs> <laughs> So cinnamon, sugar, and butter, and then you toast it in the oven just to get them just started to brown. Then you pull them out, and then the same kind of mixture I made for the waffles, that blueberry compote or whatever you want to call it, you put that on top and then bake it again just to warm that stuff up. And when it comes out of the oven, you drop whipped cream on top. It is by far the easiest dessert on earth.
2: That's phenomenal. Okay. Have my you served way... it
0: to people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and other that's... humans? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and people are. Always blown away because for some reason the English muffin is only thought of to put eggs on right for breakfast, but it really well, we does make pizza. a pretty decent pie dough individual. Wow. And it looks like you went above and beyond because you made these little individual well, tarts.
2: We seem to be focusing on blueberries for some reason because there's so many other berries. And there's you
0: a know. pile of them next to us. Yeah, I think we're just we're, we're, well, we're and for the record, we're halfway through. Keep eating, Alex. Well, I, you
2: know, one of the things that I I did was I started to look up what people do for a blueberry pie filling Mm. and so there are lots of opinions about this chris whatever you made for that blueberry compo for Mm. us on the waffles is so good and we have that recipe but can you just describe what the elements are so in a saucepan Mm.
0: little orange juice works Right, to give it some juice, the liquid, and then you cook that down, and then usually you Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed, and then you can zest the orange rind in there too, little pinch of salt, a little pinch of sugar, cook that down until the berries are cooked and pop, and then usually when you're making a pie filling, you thicken it with something like cornstarch or arrowroot to get a nice consistency, and then that's your filling.
2: So Um. I started going online and researching this, and I got to a very interesting article by Sam of the New York Times, and he was saying that of all the fillings that the panel at the Times had tried, he loved the one that had, of course, fresh blueberries and some raw sugar, lemon juice. He didn't use orange Arches. juice the yep, way you sure. do, Chris, but doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, like your idea of that. He said the arrowroot flour, mm-hmm. or cornstarch, but the arrowroot flour gave it a kind of silkiness, mm-hmm that nothing else did so that it wasn't gloppy, it wasn't too viscous, but it was silky. Hmm. And I thought that was so interesting. And he, he too, put a a dash of salt in there.
0: Yeah, and and arrowroot is the same thickener, the way it works. It works the same way as cornstarch. It's just a little more refined, I think. And, yeah, with cornstarch, you get a little kind of – that consistency, like yeah, or? no, not grainiest, it's almost like a gloopiness, right? Is that a good gloopiness kind of yeah. thing with the cornstarch? And arrowroot is more smooth, hmm. but on the other hand, arrowroot for a small container is like four dollars, and you can buy a big box of cornstarch for like 99 cents. So, so if you're <laughs> it, if
2: you're it depends on the on the cost for people, but it, you know, if you're gonna do something from scratch, I think I'm gonna go with the arrowroot because yeah. I want the or try the, and see yeah. what you like better. Because the berries are only around for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Should we branch out into other berries? Yeah. What would are we do? Are strawberries still around?
0: They're, they're at the end maybe coming from Maine. But you can get strawberries all year round from other places right? my, if you uh, really love strawberries.
1: My gran- my Spanish grandfather always took strawberries, little sugar, and then macerates them or just adds Red wine to them and you let them sit. Oh my gosh. You know, the red wine just sort of draws out the strawberry juices and the sugar. So,
2: in a bowl, he just does he slice them or do them whole?
1: Slice or cut them in half. Little, I like turbinado sugar, a few tablespoons of red wine that you have kicking around just to get the strawberries to start releasing their juice. And then uh, you let that sit or macerate for a couple of hours covered in, you know, plastic wrap in the refrigerator. And it's so delicious. We put it over if we have uh, biscuits or mm-hmm. eat on it top on top of its Chris's own. English muffins. Oh, that would work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the red wine sort of gives it both acidity
2: and, you know, a little, I don't know, more wine. I, this is like Susan Stamberg. <laughs> <laughs> This is like Susan Stamberg talking about her cranberry relish recipe, but it seems every summer I say to our listeners, and I probably many times, the man from Portugal who called in and said that their go-to dessert for the holidays or on a weekend to put the berries in a big bowl, fresh berries of all kinds, and then uh, one bottle of sparkling wine, doesn't have to be expensive, into the big bowl on top of the fruit, put a piece of plastic wrap and keep it there 24 hours and then you spoon it out either just by itself the next day because the fruit has macerated. It's just fabulous. Absolutely fabulous idea. This is so much fun. We are celebrating berries on the show, things to do with them for entrees and desserts. We have the author coming up of Pure Delicious, more mouthwatering conversation and fun ahead on the Faith in Middleton Food Schmooze. I hope you'll make a charitable contribution to feed the hungry. We are online now at foodschmooze.org and we'll be right back.
0: Conrad out of sight. Confred said now that's all right. Meet me on the corner
4: tomorrow night. I be ready. I'll be ready to follow me. I be ready. I'll be ready have a I be ready. be ready to have a That's
0: what being said to
2: Conrad. Uh-huh. We have a free podcast for you, meaning you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. Just sign up for it once at our site, and here's what it means. We will automatically... I'm talking here to people who don't have anything to do with podcasts. It's an amazing thing. You go to our site, and you just pop in your information, and then we take the responsibility of sending you the show every week, and it appears on your computer, your smartphone, wherever you want it, and then you can listen on your schedule. Plus, we love it when you stop by. we got all our curated food, wine, and cocktail recommendations there, all the recipes you're hearing us talking about, Our 60-second food schmoozes, we're always online at org. Here's who I'm with. I'm with my treasured food buddies. I feel like the luckiest person on earth to do this show with these people. Honestly, I am not kidding oh. you. I am with senior producer Robin Doyen Aiken. We have senior contributors Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, wine broker Alex Provence who lives in Hartford, and some of our other regulars will be back with us next week. We are celebrating berries, how to use mm. them in entrees, how to use them in desserts, and having a good time. We've got some amazing ideas for you, I think, coming forward. Right now, we know there are complicated ways to use these berries, maybe. Pies and all that. We're trying to come up with the fast things. If you're just joining us, Chris talked about cinnamon sugar on English muffins with a little butter that you toast in the toaster and then you put your fruit, your berries, your compote on top with a little dollop of whipped cream or ice cream. Instant dessert. Unbelievable. We talked about putting sparkling wine in a bowl with berries with plastic wrap on it overnight in the refrigerator. Alex said he would add a little brandy and you've got a kind of sangria dessert you Mm. could put over all kinds of things. And we have a sparkling wine to talk to you about that is great with these berry desserts or for any festive occasion, no matter what you're having. It is from Mionetto, the people who make the Prosecco, only this is a sparkling rosé from them with the most festive label and a kind of lavender pink. It's just (laughs) fabulous looking. Okay, Chris, I want to set you up to talk about these couple
0: desserts that you thought of. All right. This one is from my mom. And we used to have this all the time because- In Goshen. Yeah, because we were lucky enough to spend summers in Goshen, Connecticut. And my mom, being a great gardener, had raspberry bushes. So we had fresh raspberries all summer long. We'd go out and pick them. We'd put them in little bowls. And then my mom would pour over the top fresh cream- not so whip, just fresh cream yeah. and like a teaspoon of Grand Marnier or brandy. And mm. even if for as, kids, and yeah, oh yeah, and any not, sugar, yes, if the if they weren't right, yeah. but in the summer, and they're warm, right? These were never even refrigerated, mm. picked right summer off summer warm. Oh, so summer good. Temperature. And I tell you. And maybe this is why my mom did it, but we never slept so good after that dessert. <laughs> oh, so that <laughs> sounds delicious. To but him. it's yeah, it's summer, right? Yeah. It screams summer. Yeah.
2: That's that French simplicity sometimes, yeah. or Italian simplicity, mm-hmm. Spanish too. Mm. Yeah. The fresh berries, how fabulous! How Farm stands right now. Yeah. Let me jump in with an idea. Quoi Quoi. tea sounds fancy. Really, it's custard and berries with no crust or anything, and you bake it in the oven and it comes out to be
0: this miracle. Okay, first, let's start by the name, and if you don't want to make it so fancy, we call it (laughs) kaflooty Because that's the way it's spelled. <laughs> it, goes, it goes with my chinette. Yeah, it goes with, and you can serve <laughs> it on Alex. Yeah, Alex, fine china on the boat is called. Go ahead, Alex. Chinette. Yes, and you can serve your kafluti. It's really On, the, chin- on the chinette. <laughs> and and kafluti is really a custard with a little bit of flour added to it for stability. And you mix this custard. You pour it in a pie plate. You know the yeah. glass with pie no plate. crust. With no crust, classically made with cherries. In this case, you can yeah. put fresh blueberries or Rasm- raspberries, blackberries, blackberries, whatever you want, and then you bake it in the oven i don't like it piping hot i like take it out of the oven and let it come up to room temperature and then you Uh cut little wedges out of it like a pie or little and it does
2: hold together it has that ice
0: cream on top delicious Mm, it's
2: the simplest thing in the world and is so so good Okay, so I want to toss out one of those wild ideas and see if all of you think that there's a way to do this. This is going to be good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: These ideas are always so good.
2: Last time it was beer ice cubes. Okay, come on, the beer ice cubes rock. That's that's hard to top. So you know how people do rice pudding?
1: Yeah, I Uh, love it.
2: Why can't we take either a form of rice, I would use jasmine, or some people like the protein of quinoa, but a form of grain or rice and make a fresh berry compote and create in a glass our fresh berry version of rice pudding. What would you do, Chris, Alex, Robin, to make this, and maybe layered in the glass or in, in a jar, as we've been doing? What's in rice pudding? I never make it, but I was milk thinking yeah, I would do coconut milk yeah.
3: with mango. That's classic, oh. you know, Thai inspired dessert. Oh. that'd
2: be beautiful. Yeah. Well, how about berries? Can we yeah. get some berries you in mangoes, there somehow? You put blueberries. Yeah. So I'm thinking, blueberries like a with mango. Glass. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? like parfait, a parfait glass, glass oh, and sort yes. Layered. or one of the, or the jars, you know, country style. Oh, that would be fun.
0: Oh yeah, like a mason jar. A mason. And you can even serve it with the lid on it, and that what and do they usually s- do? Put the cloth on top, yeah. right? <laughs> but you see, you see, through, your you see yeah. through the
2: glass, no matter what yeah. your vessel is. This layered juicy, and your spoon goes in, and you've got the chew of the rice plus the juiciness of the fresh fruit compote. You could do whatever compote you wanted or a combination of them. If you're someone who wants a little bit of bite to something in addition to the rice, you could put in some maybe uh, slivered almonds. I think it would be fun. Do you think it would work? Yeah,
0: you could even, when the rice pudding is done, you make that on the stove, right? When that's done, you could take your fresh blueberries or whatever. Whatever, raspberries or whatever and it kind of swirl them in there before you pack the jars or the glasses with it. The heat from the pudding would actually sort of melt the raspberries yeah. a little bit. You'd get that red streaky through there so it would be easier to assemble no. than doing the layers but you'd have this red or blue depending on the berry you use mm. kind of streaky. I'm thinking you make
1: it. red, white, and blue. You do three batches. Totally. One's the white rice,
0: one is blueberries okay. and one is now raspberries about...
1: and then you layer it in a parfait glass and you have a so That's glass. festive. Oh, I like that. That's very fast. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and you wouldn't so, have
0: to make three separate batches. You would just yeah, make one, one batch and then separate it into three bowls and yeah. put your compote in each – one leaf yeah. white and put blueberry in one and uh, raspberry in the other. Yeah. Mix it so they're nice and bright.
2: OK. Yeah. So here we go. This is like last time when we were doing pizza. <laughs> Out of biscuit dough in a tube in the refrigerator section of the supermarket. (laughs) Can you use that biscuit dough to do some kind of tart? Chris, you're saying, oh, that's so...
0: (laughs) That's work. (laughs) So you can...
2: can,
1: These fruit tarts are so much fun because they're so imprecise. So any kind of fun dough you have, either buy it or roll out biscuits would be fun. Mm -hmm. The premise is pretty easy. You roll it out to sort of a round shape. You take your round pie plate, layer the dough on top, keeping the edges three or four beyond the rim... Put in your berries, some sugar, some lime juice or lemon juice, maybe some cinnamon or something. And then you just fold the edges up over the pie. It won't completely make it to the center. And then you can just put a little egg wash and some sugar and you bake it four hundred degree like oven a free for form. Yeah, and it comes out so rustic and mm-hmm. Italian looking.
2: So one of the things that Jacques Beautiful. Pepin does with what Alex is describing is he uses a jar of preserves as a base for the fresh berries Brush, and yeah. brushes it on the dough. And there you go. So when it's puffed up, he brushes that on, and then comes yeah. the berries, and Glistens. you have it, five minutes. You know, it's done. Popping it, fresh dessert. And I bet you
1: could do it in the Weber too. It'd be fun to try to do this oh, in a Dutch s- oven on. or something. And, yeah. uh, you know, and the more like rustic it looks, the better. The more, you know, get a little bit of charred edge on it or something. It makes it
2: really fun. fun. Do you think you could use pizza dough to yeah, do totally.
1: this? Mm-hmm. You what could. What makes Just pizza pizza dough?
2: Roll it out. Yeah. In other words, you could just... Yeah,
0: it's not so flaky like pie dough, but it's more like pizza-like. You
2: know what we haven't talked about is... um,
3: Puff pastry? I'll tell you a little thing that I do with puff pastry. It looks like a beautiful dessert that you spent hours on because it's rustic looking, it's casual, but it's beautiful. So... Puff pastry dough, frozen puff pastry dough. So not the stuff that you would spend hours making yourself as if you were a French pastry chef. You just buy it. Just buy it. So you poke a few holes in it, and then I put on top fresh figs a layer of mascarpone or something before the figs, something just to, that the fruit to hold on to, or the berries, raspberries and figs. Glue. Yeah, <laughs> Something more delicious than glue, but the same idea. I put on top of that raspberries, figs, and drizzle some honey on it, sprinkle turbinado sugar, mm-hmm. and into the oven it goes. Whoa. And you just flip the edges over, just like Alex was saying, and it comes out gorgeous. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just thinking, really? do
2: I want yeah. dessert, or do I want to throw some prosciutto on that? you <laughs> know <laughs> it's like and have it be both appetizer and dessert what a great idea that is so good mm. we were uh, looking around for something sparkling to go with our fruit desserts and even fruit entrees and of course there were a million choices and we came upon one we really like Rosés have become such a hit in the United States now. I'm so thrilled about that because those of us who enjoy wine have for a couple decades been enjoying these rosés. And it's so much fun now to go to parties where everybody's pouring it. It's so festive looking. There are so many choices. Well, this is the Mianetto company that makes Prosecco. They have decided to do a sparkling rosé. It's called Mianetto Grand Rosé. It's extra dry, And it has a wonderful kind of um, deep salmon color in the glass, nice and bubbly, dry, delicious, maybe a hint somewhere back there of a little strawberry on the sides of your tongue. Just lovely, lovely thing and it's around nineteen dollars a bottle, but has this kind of lavender pink, bright
1: beautiful
2: r- you know, label and writing and we just said, can you imagine a bunch of these sticking up out of a basin oh, of yeah. of ice, ice water mm. at your party and just people pouring these around. Oh, how fun. And we tell you on the website what to say at your wine store, call ahead, make sure they've got it. It's called Mianetto Gran Rose, extra dry. Alex, what are the grapes in this?
1: Prosecco, by definition, is the Prosecco grape or Glera grape. So this is a sparkling rosé. It doesn't say Prosecco on the label because they actually blend a red grape to make it rosé. So I think they do a little Cabernet Sauvignon. That's what gives it the beautiful, like, lavender or sort of yeah. blackberry color. I love the idea if you're at an outdoor picnic, you throw a couple frozen blueberries in here mm. and you walk around. Oh, it's just yeah. fun.
2: We've been talking lately about how you can freeze rosé. I don't know if the sparkling will work, but you freeze rosé to make ice cubes and put the rosé ice cubes into your glass of rosé to keep it nice and ice cold because we like our rosé chilled, chilled, chilled. So that's a good idea. So the question is, could you as Chris, you're you're yeah. going for it.
0: Uh-huh. put a couple of berries in the yeah. ice cubes, right? So pour the the sparkling into the tray, and then before you put it in the freezer, just cut, take a couple of berries in each compartment and drop it in there, is, and then freeze it. Is That's there any reason
2: idea. why sparkling would not freeze? No, no, the beer froze would. perfectly. Yeah, it did so. Yeah,
0: same yeah. idea, right? Carbonated.
2: I just wonder if there's no. alcohol content in no. this. It's a little lower,
1: but- I think. Maybe even.
2: Really? This. Okay. So you know what would
1: be kind of fun is... Assuming you have a clean freezer with enough room, so say you took six sparkling wine glasses and you filled like filled them quarter filled with That's prosecco, a great idea, just like you oh. would with be like a be- yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. the and then wow. the berry would be,
0: f- be cool? suspended at the bottom of the oh. glass, and then as friends
1: come out, you take the flutes out, you pour yeah. the prosecco in or the out. wine glass, oh yeah. my god, or wine glass,
0: yeah. and Oof. then it would oh. the berries would eventually <laughs> float to the top, <laughs> to top after the ice melted. Uh. See, you Alex, got it. I you have to have enough room. No, sort of, yeah, he's I'm right. I was
2: going to say, who has this freezer? Yeah, oh, me, my freezer. one's
1: filled with like, pineapple. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, hey, that is a great idea, hmm. Alex.
3: All right, the love that. So we're saying your house, that's one we
2: third want. frozen down sure. at the bottom yep. with some berries, berries. down there, yep. standing up in your freezer. Yeah. You know how you have that rack on the door. Sure, you could put your glasses straight yeah. across there if you're having what yeah. six or eight people, yeah, and no. then have the tray ready when they come in. Somebody's ready holding the bottles of this or some other sparkling rosé, and I'll come the glasses and pouring it right yeah. on top of the frozen part love that idea. you know it
1: just occurred to me to make sure that the glasses don't fall out i might put like a tea towel wedge them in with a tea towel or some frozen bags of peas or something to keep the the glasses stable You know, so, okay. You know the spouses that come home and you know yeah just yank open yank the freezer.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, what well, crazy about that idea? Okay, so on our website foodschmooze. you will find a picture of the label if you can't remember what we said, and we tell you who the distributor is locally, and that helps the wine store look it up in their special book. It just makes everything happen faster. So we've got all that at org. As you know, we are celebrating berries for entrees and desserts. And that's why our next guest on the other side of this quick break is Heather Christo, who is author of Pure Delicious. These are allergy-free recipes, meaning without gluten, dairy, eggs, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish, or cane sugar, believe it or not. So if you want to use this as inspiration because you don't have someone with allergies or you want to be this clean in your eating, use these recipes as ideas for things that you can do. You can just listen to her descriptions and then say, I can make this happen in my kitchen. We love the local. Please support your local food growers and food makers. Farmers' markets are open everywhere right now for on demand podcast delivery of the Food Schmooze Party every week. And to find our food, wine, cocktail, restaurant, hot topics, our short, fun streaming videos, and recipes that we curate, we are always online talking with you at foodschmooze.org. And we'll be right back.
0: Like when I close
2: Is the Foochmoose Party offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and that means the Hamptons. Senior producer is Robin Doyen Aiken to hear the show on WNPR. It airs Thursdays at three and Saturdays at noon. Podcasts and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. And we'd love to talk with you. And on Facebook, of course, you can just search Faith Middleton Foodschmooze and we have conversations going there all the time, adding to what you hear on the show. And if you've got an idea for a fruit dessert, especially a quickie, we would love to hear about it. A Faith Middleton Food moves on Facebook. Let's get a conversation going about that. Now we turn to someone whose work I really appreciate. Heather Christo, a blogger and a formerly trained chef, has family members with Allergies and so has done a cookbook of both desserts and savory dishes, entrees and appetizers that are allergy free. In other words, without gluten, without dairy, without eggs and same thing, uh, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish or cane sugar. So there are lots of substitutes in here. If you're someone who doesn't have this issue, fine. We're giving you ideas of how things can come together. But if, like members of my family, you have some uh, very dangerous tree nuts and fruit allergies that are life-threatening, and you want to know how to enjoy life and do it in a healthful way, this is a great book for you. So, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Our pleasure to have you here and thanks for doing what you did. Okay, so I'm just going to say quickly, Hmm. my niece, Lily Pinto, has almost died several times because she has a nut and fruit allergy and it's been very difficult for her. It's very traumatic when that happens to a kid. One of the things that my family did to help her get past the emotional trauma of this was to encourage her to do something positive about her situation. And her idea was to start a company with products and they did it out of their home in Colorado and it's called Don't Go Nuts. I love the name. And I don't mean this, you know, and so they have <laughs> all late. kinds of things without nuts. And it's, it's really cool. So I, when I say to Heather, thank you for this, I know yeah. what families, you know, there are these big conferences where all the families go, right, Heather? Yeah. Um And talk about what's safe and what's not and what ideas are out there and who's doing what to help with all this stuff. So... I turned immediately, and we have your three recipes on our website, foodschmooze.org, radicchio salad with raspberries, radishes, prosciutto, and a raspberry champagne vinaigrette. Very healthful. So let's talk about this. To make the salad, how do we do it?
4: Really, you're just tossing all of those ingredients together. The main goal of this book was to make things that were easy and approachable and that weren't going to be taking individuals and families a long time. So truly, you're just whisking together that salad dressing and tossing it with those ingredients. Sometimes I like to get a little showy and kind of like display things on the platter and drizzle it over instead. I think that makes a nice presentation. but. However, it's easier for people.
2: Well, let me just say, because, you know, people aren't sitting with the cookbook open on their lap, so let me just explain. The salad is basic. If you want to use this as a launching pad for your idea, radicchio that has that semi-bitterness to it that you tear into bite-sized pieces. Now, that is a beautiful thing contrasted with a little prosciutto from the supermarket Mm -hmm. that you thinly slice up into pieces. And you thinly slice some radishes. You've got a cup of fresh raspberries and one shallot that you thinly slice. Those are the ingredients that go into your salad Mm. bowl. Simple, right? And then you make this raspberry champagne vinaigrette. Sure, you could buy something like this, but to make this from scratch is really worth it. And it's easy and it will hang around for a few days. So raspberries, fresh or frozen, garlic, a little bit of honey, champagne vinegar... Olive oil and kosher salt. Shake it up and that goes over that salad. You could certainly add some protein to this and have a beautiful, beautiful fruit and protein salad to serve on those really hot summer days, right, Heather?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the special things about this salad that the people listening can't see is that the colors are so outstanding, like the raspberry, the purple radicchio, that little edge on the radish contrasting with the bright white and the prosciutto. It's, I mean, it's a pink salad, but not in a cloying way. It's really natural and I think really pretty.
2: And if you want to see what Heather's talking about, we have this at our website, Thanks to Heather. Foodschmooze.org plus information about her cookbook. Let's go even more in the direction of entree. Roasted halibut. God, I love halibut. Roasted halibut with a strawberry basil salsa. What a good idea this is. What's in the strawberry basil salsa?
4: Well, obviously the fresh strawberries, which is so exciting at this time of year when they're everywhere and they're super fresh. And then basil. Do you guys get a lot of great basil growing back there in the Northwest? We... Struggle sometimes, but you guys have much hotter weather, so I
2: feel we like have has... great basil. Our our strawberries have to come from usually sometimes during the summer have to come from someplace else, but um...
4: that's what we have. Like I have hundreds of strawberry plants in my backyard, and I send my kids skittering down there to pick them every day. Oh wow! So we're really blessed um, in Seattle to have that growing. I do a little mint also, which I think. Adds a nice flavor variation yeah. and then um, just some diced red onion and like a touch of red wine vinegar and some olive oil to bring it together and kosher salt. It's a really simple, fresh dish. And you're
2: doing your halibut the way you want to. Some people will do it on the grill, the oven, Absolutely. stovetop, whatever you want to do. And then this salsa goes on top. You could serve it with quinoa or rice or whatever you want, some vegetables. I really like this idea.
4: Up here in the northwest, we barbecue salmon all summer long. It goes incredibly with that. It also tastes great with grilled chicken. It's a really all-purpose kind of condiment. Mm. You could uh, even take that salsa and add a little more oil and vinegar and toss it with greens for a salad.
2: Oh, that's a good Very idea. Cool. I like that. There are people who are probably listening right now saying, "Okay, enough with the entrees. Where's my dessert with the berries?" <laughs> So we are talking with Heather Christo, who has done this book, Pure Delicious, more than 150 allergen-free recipes. In other words, without gluten, dairy, eggs, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish, or cane sugar. And you think, how can you do that? But you just heard the two recipes that we've got on the site with art. And you will see that there is a way to cook this way if you've got guests coming who have these concerns or you're just into that kind of pure, delicious eating where the ingredients sing. Yeah. There are countries where they do this. And just as a matter of course, the, the food's not filled with a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, you tend to eat there and you don't gain weight. This happens to me yeah. sometimes when I'm in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Um,
4: right, Heather? Yeah, just about whole, fresh foods. Yeah. We're not eating a lot of packaged and processed foods. And I think allergen-free sounds gross, frankly, but it's not. <laughs> it's truly about whole, pure, fresh foods.
2: I agree with Heather. It's just about pure clean eating. Paleo, you could say the same thing about some of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's for my dessert people. We did waffles on the show earlier with a blueberry compote, Heather, and (laughs) they were unbelievable. Chris made them and they were gluten-free using einkorn flour, that ancient wheat that seems to be tolerated by people who are gluten-sensitive. Not celiacs, but gluten-sensitive. It is an amazing flour, even Though it is wheat, I just don't know why it's an ancient grain that hasn't been manipulated. So, Jovial Foods has uh, started producing it out of Italy, and it's really quite extraordinary. We've used it a lot on the show.
4: Interesting.
2: I'm, oh, yes. So, it's good to have an exchange on that. So, here's your lemon blueberry coffee cake. If you're having a brunch, I would have. Uh, lemon blueberry coffee cake for any dessert, any time of year. Or occasion. or lunch. so good. Oh, my I God. Really. With that glaze on the top. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. So let's talk about this. Whether it's for a holiday or no occasion except that you just crave this, as I do. Tell me how you do this without... What is the list without gluten, dairy, eggs, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, shellfish, or cane sugar?
4: Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, for all of the baked goods, and there are a lot of them in this book, for breakfast and just, like, bread, baked items, and then desserts. I was a mad scientist for a year. This part was really important to me because I didn't want my children to miss out on being, you know, normal. And I wanted them to be able to have a sandwich or eat waffles on the weekends or have blueberry coffee cake. So I took so much time and care with creating these recipes and also I have a former life as a pastry chef, so I had really high expectations mm. for what they should taste like. So with this, I like to use an all-purpose gluten-free flour blend that actually has a lot of legume flours, like it's garbanzo bean mm. and fava bean is in there. And there's potato and white sorghum mm. and tapioca, but I don't use the rice flour, which is what can tend to give gluten-free baked goods, that kind of grainy, sandy feel.
2: That's so interesting. What do you think gives certain gluten-free desserts that metallic taste?
4: Oh, gosh. I mean, I I don't even know what people... Sometimes I taste things, and I'm like, what could you have done to make it taste so awful? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) I I couldn't tell you, but I've had a lot of success with this blend, Um, and I don't think that rice flour is always the answer when you're looking for, like, a moist, tender crumb. Mm. Maybe for something that is meant to be crispy, but it's not my first choice. And then you have to use xanthan gum. People get really scared of that, but they just sell it in the baking aisle. mm -hmm. Bob's Red Mill sells it. And that's what really emulates the gluten strand and helps things to stay together. And we don't use eggs in our family because of allergies, but this one doesn't need it. And a lot of times I'll substitute for eggs things like chia seeds or have you heard of aquafaba, like the canned garbanzo bean liquid? Sure. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So that stands in for eggs a lot of the time for us. But in this situation, we didn't need it. I use unsweetened coconut milk in many of these recipes, and I combine it with some apple cider vinegar and let it sit and kind of curdle. And that gives you a nice faux buttermilk flavor to it. There's a lot of tricks here. And we in our family, my daughter, is so allergic to cane sugar, which sounds crazy. Oh,
0: it's the worst allergy on earth for a kid.
4: (laughs) Yeah, it it is, actually. I always tell her she'll thank me when she's an adult. (laughs) Most people with Northern European backgrounds, like cane sugar, is not something that is normal or natural to our bodies. Mm -hmm. So people get these inflammation issues, like a lot of people that walk around going like this, eh, 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 eh. you know, that's like the post-nasal drip. A lot of that comes from cane, cane sugar, sugar, and people wow. don't even realize it. Oh. So in our family, we use a non-GMO organic beet mm-hmm. sugar, which is a direct one-to-one swap. It's still a processed sugar, but when you're baking something like a cake, that's a great substitute. Huh. Interesting. Can I ask a question? What yeah. is
2: guar gum?
4: What Guar-gum is Guar gum is it? also a thickener and a binder like xanthan gum or arrowroot powder and then what's
2: xanthan gum
4: it's a thickener it's like yeah. a compound and they definitely make it like it's a processed item
0: yeah it's processed um, from seaweeds yeah. okay. you know, a lot of processed food but it's not horrible you know and it
2: has the sound it's like badly yeah, named I think, yeah it like has, catfish it
4: has <laughs> the sound of something change it to seaweed gum and yes we'll be way more into it i, I have yeah. a question
0: about your flowers though do you blend your own
4: Occasionally, I do for specific things mm-hmm. where I've needed to, but otherwise, I use Bob's Red Mill all-purpose gluten-free flour. Everybody and I've had tells me that. Success with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everyone I talk good. to about gluten-free flours say they have the best blend.
2: So this is your recipe for lemon blueberry coffee cake. Mm. And it has the lemon glaze on it, which for me, <laughs> and yours in the photograph, as you'll see on our website, okay. org, is like a bun cake, which I adore because it has so much of a, a crispy exterior. Surface the bun cake does. Oh. Yes. And then you have the lemon Alex glaze on top with the My zest. Favorite. And the unsweetened coconut milk in that to make that glaze. So the zest of a couple lemons and the fresh lemon juice and the unsweetened coconut milk and a little bit of that beet sugar, confectioner sugar, if you want a dusting of that, and all oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there <laughs> anything better than lemon? No, no, <laughs> no, except, no uh, or or except butter. <laughs> <It's>
4: like, <laughs> you can't have coffee cake without glaze or like a streusel <laughs> topping. It has to have one or the other. It's not that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So. So,
2: so you're out there in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Yes. So when you folks think barbecue as the season is beautiful right now, what is it that most people are barbecuing? Is it salmon? I'm in
4: Seattle. Absolutely. Uh You can get everything here in the summer. All of the vegetables. We're grilling fish. We have all of these artisanal butchers out here. My husband will go and get thick cut pork chops on the bone or like Mm -hmm. really great lamb chops, things like that, and we'll grill. But instead of doing a store-bought barbecue sauce, I'll make a blackberry barbecue sauce. Is envy a
2: good thing or <laughs> a bad thing? I, I think that's something we should <laughs> contemplate on. <the> show.
0: <laughs> I wanna like, move I wanna move to the West Coast. I know now. <laughs>
2: it. North guys, Pacific it's North, so North. Beautiful. Oh, I know. You're lucky, and we're drinking that in. Thank you so much for being on the show, Heather. Yeah, really thank you. Heather Christo, her cookbook is Pure Delicious on our website. Her recipes, the three we just mentioned, Fuchmoose.org. We're on W NPR Thursdays at three, Saturdays at noon, and weekdays listen for my 60-second food schmoozes. In New Haven, never eat more than you can lift. I'm Faith Middleton.
1: Everybody eats when they come to mind.